Hello, everyone. It's Deb McBride. Welcome to my astrology podcast. It's Monday, September 24th, 2018, and we've had a lot of rain here in beautiful Costa Rica where I couldn't record because the rain was too loud. So <laughs> uh, that's the trials and tribulations of living in a tropical climate. Um, anyway, it's been a hell of a week. Um, tonight we have a full moon, and actually it's going to be in a few minutes, and it's at two degrees of Aries which means the sun is at two degrees of Libra. And as you know, we went into Libra on Saturday evening. So the sun entered Libra and that started the autumnal equinox in the north. Um, and it is a time of balance and harmony and serenity and uh, experiencing the uh, energies prior to the die-off, which happens in Scorpio, when things get darker. So uh, this, the days are getting shorter. Um, actually, right now, there is the exact same amount of daylight during the day as there is nighttime. So the night and day time is even in the north anyway. Where I live in Costa Rica, it's almost always even because of the proximity to the equator. But that is the autumnal equinox. Um, and we are having... A few aspects that are worth talking about this week and it's really interesting because it's all sort of this Venus and Mars thing that's going on so the first thing is let's talk about the Sun the Sun is now in Libra it's engaging in a full moon tonight Saturn is still in early Capricorn so it really is kind of squaring the full moon so we have a bit of a, a tense full moon with Saturn because the sun will square Saturn tomorrow night. So this is within orb where the distance between the planets is, is reasonable enough to say that Saturn is squaring the, the full moon. Um, this has been, it's a little bit tense. Today, I know for me was absolutely crazy. There was all sorts of information flying and misinformation flying. And I've had several experiences of misinformation. Um, not sure why that is. Mercury is not retrograde, though we did have a square from Mercury to Saturn yesterday. But there was no bad news or anything or harsh news. It was really about um, just things being confused and, and misrepresented or, or mis, mistold. Anyway, there's so there's this uh, aspect of Saturn dealing with the full moon. And so we may feel a little bit mm, off center, uh, a little bit more serious or work oriented than usual. I say when Saturn shows up, just be responsible and do your work and just kind of keep your head down and, and do what you need to do because that's the best way to handle Saturn. Saturn isn't, you know, around to play games with or, or to have fun with necessarily. It's just, it's more of a sober energy. And so right now we have to just take things pretty seriously and just keep moving forward, um, get our responsibilities taken care of. But when I'm talking about Venus and Mars, I'm talking about, first of all, Mars. That has been very busy lately. And last week, uh, you'll recall that I spoke of Mars squaring Uranus for the last time. And these squares to Uranus started back in May. And we had the last one last week. And I got a lot of phone calls last week from people who were upset, people whose uh, friends or relatives or something were, were upset and there were a lot, there was a lot of tension and volatility last week and people really had to handle it and keep their cool. And I told people to keep their cool and watch themselves driving, et cetera, et cetera, because it's a Mars thing and it's a Mars Uranus. So I just kind of kept 
things moving and kept low and just did my did my work. And Uranus is another energy that I think we have to use it up. We have to use it in a creative, inspiring way, but we can't let it get to us as far as aggravating or agitating energy. It's it can be really complicated and we can fly off the handle and do things we regret later. So we have to keep our head with Uranus. It's highly impulsive energy. Now speaking of Uranus, Uranus rules the sign of Aquarius. And that is where Mars has been since June or actually May, mid-May, and it was retrograde in June as we've talked about. Now Mars is passing over a couple of very important points. At the time of the eclipse on July 27th, Mars was with the south node, and it was at the degree of the eclipse where the moon was. So here we are, we're having another full moon. There was a full moon on July 27th, that was the eclipse, it was a lunar eclipse, and Mars was at the south node. So it was south node moon Mars back then, and I, if you want, you can go back and listen to one of my podcasts from that time. It was intense. Uh, and there were things going on at the time for each of us uh, that we were working on or working with or, or having happen in our lives, and we need to kind of address what that was at the time and connect with it again because it may just well pop up for us again. Now, where I was, where I was on July 27th, I was sitting here at my computer, and suddenly the ground started to shake, <laughs> and we had an earthquake. Uh, it was a bit crazy uh, because with earthquakes you don't really know what's going on and by the time you figure out what's going on and you know you have to get up and walk out you it's over so in in this case thankfully it was a small earthquake it was I think in the fives or fours or the fives but um, it was not a huge earthquake thankfully but it was still ground shaking um, and so I'm reminded of that this week when I uh, think about that day and, and that week. Um, Mars, Mars's energy can be volatile. It is assertive, aggressive, um, warrior-like, but also just sort of active. And it rules exercise. It rules like healthy expressions instead of war and aggression. It can be exercise. It could be motivation, confidence, all those good things that we need to get on with our day and to make new things happen in our life. But right now it's connecting with the south node again and it's connecting with the eclipse. So on the 26th, which is Wednesday, Mars is going to connect with the south node. It's gonna conjunct the south node for the last time. It's done this three times because of the retrograde. And it's gonna be at four degrees Aquarius. So if you have a planet there uh, or at four degrees of fixed anywhere, Leo, Taurus, or Scorpio, just be aware that that's what, you know, what's getting taken in right now is that um, Aquarius Mars energy, which is, can also be fighting for an ideal. Um, and it could be brilliant ideas because Aquarius is the planet of brilliance and genius and, and a little crazy, but with Mars and the South node there, we have to make sure that we don't get, uh, sucked into something that we don't want to get sucked into like a vortex. That's what the South node is like. It's like some sort of vortex. And, we have to connect with uh, our, you know, sense of boundary with this and not allow, you know, situations to kind of pull us back in again. We may have been going through something back in July that caused us to uh, sort of reconnect or get pulled into some sort of situation we didn't get want to pulled into. And with that, I would think that we have to... Um, 
we have to just sort of mind our boundaries right now and and stay focused on our aspirations and what we what we want to go forward you know the north node is still in leo so it's about creativity and it's about where you shine and we're still focusing on the north node we don't want to get sucked into the south node because the north node is productive the south node is where old habits die hard so don't get sucked into old things keep moving forward and remember that the on thursday Mars goes into the eclipse point. So Wednesday we have the South Node. Thursday's the eclipse point because this is this is the way it's been over during July. And just sort of observe, carefully observe what you've been doing, what happened back then. It was only two months ago. It's interesting that it's exactly two months. It's the 27th again. So whatever you were doing, what, what you are observing in your life this week, look at it as if you're passing by it in a car and you're driving by and you're just seeing the sights. You don't have to go back to whatever happened in July unless the story's not finished. If you have, say, for example, a work issue, um, a family issue, you know, and it's, it might rear its head again this week, but what you should know is it's not the same thing and it just might be the end of the story and you just sort of wash your hands of it and just keep moving forward. Like I said, you're driving by in a car and you're just watching it. Uh, you may hear from people you heard from then. You may hear something from a conversation you had with somebody then. So that's, that's part of it. Um, the, the good news is that on the 27th, while Mars is on that eclipse point again, the sun will be giving it a trine, which is a lovely flowing aspect. The sun is in Libra, it moves to four degrees, it's at a very nice aspect with Mars, so that's gonna smooth things over because when we had the eclipse, the sun was opposite Mars because the moon was on Mars. So good news, the moon, <laughs> the moon might be squaring it, um, during the day as well. So Thursday is going to be a little bit active, but we have a good aspect from the sun. And that I think is very, very important. Um, there's going to be a little bit of action with Venus that day as well as the moon uh, opposes Venus because the moon will be in Taurus. But just, just uh, watch what happens. Maybe you want to keep a journal. Maybe you want to keep, take notes um, and just sort of be aware of it. We are drawing closer to... Venus going retrograde, which is the 5th of October. So that's a week from Friday. And we will be um, revisiting things that we, we did in these last months. We will be revisiting things that uh, bring your, the Venus Uranus around again at the end of October and then again the end of November. But one of the things that we need to remember is that Venus is in Scorpio. And Venus, when she goes into Scorpio, that's not her favorite place, as I've mentioned. She likes Taurus. She likes Libra. But for the most of this retrograde, she's going to be in Tor uh, Scorpio. And she's going to stay in Scorpio a long time. So she entered Scorpio back on September 9th. She's going to be in Scorpio until the end of October. Um, Yep, and then the November 1st, she goes into Libra again. She goes direct in Libra on the 16th and then stays in Libra for the rest of November. And then in December, she goes back into Scorpio on the 3rd. She stays in Scorpio through January, part of January. So we've had a whole lot of Venus in Scorpio. Now, what do I mean when I say that she doesn't like to be in Scorpio? 
it's part of her, um, it's her detriment. And she is, uh, Scorpio, as we know, is a darker energy. It's mysterious, it's sexy, it's secretive, but it's also destructive, transformative, and Scorpio rules the dying off of the season. So when, you know, if you're in the North and you have Scorpio season, Scorpio starts at the end of October and then goes through towards like Thanksgiving time in November, if you're in the United States and around like the 23rd of November. So this is when everything's dying. This is when the trees are beautiful and we see autumn colors and everyone's going to Drive, take a long drive in the country to see the beautiful colors. Yes, it's beautiful, but the trees are dying and nothing new is growing. And we're at this point of death and Scorpio rules death and it rules transformation most importantly. So when we have the eighth house in astrology, Scorpio rules the eighth house because it's the eighth sign. Now, not in everyone's chart is Scorpio on the cusp of the eighth house because of the nature of astrology and how it works and where our ascendant falls. But Scorpio is important because without it, we cannot transform and shift our life and become something greater or bigger or new. And Scorpio house and the eighth house rules sex, death, and other people's money. Now, Venus does rule finance and Venus and Scorpio definitely deals with other people's money. So where you've had joint finances, where, I mean, you put your money in the bank, it's joint finances. You're pooled with other people's money. Where you have investments, um, so you should be careful with your investments over these next few months and weeks. And you should be looking at your relationships in a new light as well. So this is the time when we go back to look at our relationships. And if you're in a new relationship, you want to kind of, that started before the retrograde, you want to kind of just get familiar with each other and get to know each other and go in a little deeper. The nature of Scorpio is to go deep and penetrate and be intense. This is not some lighthearted place. So Venus likes things a little lighter, but when she appears in Scorpio, she becomes the dark goddess. She becomes the witch. She is uh, crafty, mysterious, secretive, again, just like Scorpio, except it's the woman or the goddess energy that we're dealing with. She becomes like this. Now, if you have Venus and Scorpio, or you know people with Venus and Scorpio, or you've felt this energy before, anytime the Venus entangles with Pluto or Scorpio, she is not our typical Venus. She's not all sweetness and light. She is a dark force in some ways. And I don't mean that she's gonna necessarily be destructive and kill everybody and all. She's not necessarily like that but she is going to just it's really the destruction of the ego it's really about the transformation and when we get involved with scorpio it is about dying a death and having a rebirth and so on some level when venus goes through this and goes retrograde like this we have to address that area of our life that needs a rebirth or needs some sort of uh, resuscitation, renaissance, renaissance. Um, so we're, we're leaving something behind, we're moving forward with something else, or we're reviewing something that needs transformation. And 
we may find ourselves more sexual. We may find ourselves obsessed with things like mystery movies or mystery stories. We may find ourselves going deeply, deeply into a relationship and having a connection that we've never had with anyone before. And it's important to recognize this. Now, the last time Venus went retrograde in Scorpio was 2010. And think back to 2010. Uh, the time before that was 2002. So that's a little ways ago. But if you can remember 2010, the autumn of 2010, in uh, October, November, you will notice that Venus visited the same areas of the horoscope of the, of the zodiac. And think about what you were going through at that time and think about where you connected with someone or something in your life deeply and profoundly. And that is exactly what you want to look at this time. Wherever it was in your chart then, it was probably in the same area now because it's almost in the same exact area of the zodiac, give or take two degrees. It's so important to recognize this and women, those women out there who are listening, recognize your inner dark goddess. That is one of the most profound things you can do during this time. This is so important because so many of us have qualities that we are not acknowledging and they are empowering. So one thing about Venus and Scorpio is it can be very empowering in some way. Um, even though Venus is better in Libra, it, it allows us to un, unleash the power and un uncover, pull away the veil, look into the darkness. And when we absorb and own the darkness and we take responsibility for our darkness, because we all have darkness, that's when we're going to feel empowered. That's when Venus can go forward and we can use it healthily in our life. Um, you know, if you have ever read the you know, the myths, the Greek myths, the Roman myths, you will hear about Persephone, who was the goddess of the underworld. So I suggest you go read the Persephone myth, if you can find it online, or if you have a book of mythology, because it talks about the goddess going into the underworld, and as a young girl and coming back a woman. And what that means, it means that she confronted her darkness. So uh, read the myth. That's your homework. <laughs> and you'll understand, you'll get a better sense of Venus and Scorpio by reading that myth. Um, also associated with destruction is Kali, the goddess Kali, K-A-L-I. And she is mostly about the destruction of the ego. Again, transformation. There are qualities that we have that are unowned. And in order to connect with those qualities, we need to kind of go within and, and find them and connect with them and see them and own them. If you're a woman and you have relationship difficulties or there are times when you don't understand why you attract the same kind of man over and over again, you have a pattern or maybe you have a pattern of men being afraid. You feel like men are afraid of you or something or, oh, maybe I'm a powerful woman. And I don't understand why he's afraid of me. This can be very Venus and Scorpio productive. This is a time to connect with what exactly you're doing unconsciously that is bringing you to this point of these relationships. Now, if you address the vibes that are unconscious, the vibes that are bringing you some information, then you need 
then you can own it, take responsibility for it, not be afraid of it anymore. Because if somebody's afraid of you or runs away from you, then there's a quality to yourself that you are afraid of, that you are not owning and that you are afraid of using. And maybe you feel it's threatening. Maybe you feel threatened by your, these qualities. Maybe, maybe you have some sort of inner rage or aggression or sexuality that you are not wanting to acknowledge because you were told that it's not nice to do that. So Venus and Scorpio is not nice. And it's time to acknowledge the not nice that's going on in our lives. So it's okay. Know that it's okay. Know that it's wonderful to absorb and connect with this part of you that's dark and un, uh, unexplored. And now it's time to take the exploration. So diving in deep, going swimming in the darker waters, swimming in the deeper waters. Don't be afraid to go deep during this time. You'll get some wonderful surprises if you do because it's going to connect with Uranus three times. So we already had one connection last week and we know that there's two more coming. And this is how we, this is how we get our power back in some ways. This is how we understand and also understand other women who might be very, very in touch with this part of themselves that you might not be in touch with. Maybe it makes you uncomfortable to be around them. Um, that's okay. That's good. Think about why it makes you uncomfortable to be around them. Um, what are they doing that you feel you can't do? Because everyone's a reflection of you. So if they've got it and they're in your life, you've got it too. So that's my lecture on Venus. If you have any questions about Venus, you can always email me and I'll be writing more about it on my blog. I wrote about Venus uh, with Uranus on my blog last week. You can have a look at that. In the meantime, we also have Pluto going direct on the 30th, which is Sunday. And that's a big deal because Pluto rules Scorpio. So now we have a Venus that is ruled by a direct Pluto. So the past months since April, you may have been working on something or you may have been doing some exploration of your own psyche or therapy or anything in particular. Um, but whatever you've been working on intensely, because that's Pluto, it's intensity, um, you will see results now. You'll see some fruit. You'll see some uh, action, activity. You'll see things moving forward. Pluto is a slow-moving planet, so don't be surprised if you don't start seeing things till mid-October. That's okay. Uh, we like when Pluto is going direct. Now everything is really starting to move forward. And this is the last one for a while. I don't think we have any other planets moving forward just yet. Uh, we've, we still have Uranus and Neptune retrograde and then Venus will retrograde. But this is, this is actually really good. Pluto's going to move forward and it's going to be, you know, a time to really examine your power and say, oh, this is what I achieved in these last months since April. Very important. Um, right at the time Pluto was going retrograde in April was the time that it was also conjuncting with Mars. So this is really important because there was a lot of intensity back in April. A lot of things were shifting and changing and we kind of need to address that. Chiron, the wounded healer, the uh, um, dwarf planet Chiron, they call it something new all the time. So 
dwarf planet is what it is right now. Chiron is the wounded healer. Chiron is where we go to heal. Chiron is where we may have our wound that we need to go back and look at. We always touch in our lives, but Chiron has entered Pisces again and will stay in Pisces till March of next year and then move out and go firmly into Aries for the next bunch of years. It started to be an Aries back in April. Again, here we are. A lot happened April and May. Chiron moved into Aries and we've been living with it ever since, but it's retrograded now. And now it's back in Pisces for its last hurrah until March. So we've got Chiron going back into Pisces. And then soon enough, we'll have Uranus going back in next month or so, uh, going back into actually November, end of October, November, Uranus. We'll go back from Taurus to Aries and both of them will leave in March and move forward. So that's a lot of information. That's a lot of work going on, a lot of sort of stepping back and looking at things. That's what retrogrades are for, to step back and look at things. And when we have retrogrades at the end of a sign and they go uh, forward and then come back again, we're just looking at these last few years and you know seven years or so and connecting with what we've been doing um, and where our lives have changed and move forward and where we've transformed. So on that note, we are finished for the week and you can be sure we'll be in touch. I have... Twitter and Instagram, both of them. You can see me at Deb Astrology. And my blog is on my website, debmcbride.com. If you have any questions or would like a session with me, my email is deb at debmcbride.com. And I'm happy to talk to any of you. So you can message me on Instagram if you'd like. There is a lot of activity right now. Keep your head together. Notice, drive by in the car, look out the window, see the scene, remember the eclipse, and have a good week.